How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Strong Mind, Strong Will podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. For those of you who it's just your first time listening in, just for reference, I'm your guys' host, Adam Knees. I'm a third-year econ student at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and I'm actually originally from San Diego as well. I'm also the founder and president of the Collegiate Sales Society here at UCSB. So for those of you guys who haven't tuned into the podcast before, we like to cover a selective range of topics, kind of from self-improvement to starting a business career, economic and financial advice, fitness, and expert recommended psychological advice. I'm really excited for the podcast we got today with my guy, John Sue, as well as his friend and co-founder, Mehdi Busimi. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The sun's finally out in San Diego, so I'm definitely happy. Yeah, so obviously I know John fairly extensively since we went to high school together, but I think it'd be good before we dive into the nitty gritty aspects of what we're going to get into today. If you guys could just tell our listeners just a little bit about yourselves, um, your guys' company, Philos, and sort of just broadly talk about your guys' roles in the company. I think that'd be a good starting point. Yeah, um, I'm John Sue. Uh, I currently go to UCSD where I study computer science and business. And Mehdi and I are working on a startup based out here in San Diego around mental health, productivity, and helping people reduce distractions. Yeah, and I'm Mehdi. I'm a fourth year data science major here at UCSD. And I'm the CEO of Philos, so yeah. Sick, sick. Yeah, so I mean, just off the bat, I think it'd be good to go into just what inspired you guys to create this company. Was it sort of a problem that you guys noticed needed a solution? And was it maybe a desire to break kind of into the AI space? I know we've talked a little bit about how it's not directly related to AI, and that might be one of the common misconceptions for the average consumer. But what was your main idea for creating this company? Yeah, I mean, one thing is um, like our team, every single member of our team always try to be like the best version of uh, of himself. And so we started this company because we wanted to improve our productivity, but also like find methods to take care of our mental health and also accomplish our, our goals. So we started by interviewing a bunch of um, different like students, freelancers, and trying to understand what problems they're facing related to productivity and time management. And what we found out is that um, a lot of freelancers said that time management uh, is the main uh, the main issue that they're facing on a daily basis. So if like we can save them two hours a week, they can they're willing to pay a very high price for that. So that's how we kind of came up with this idea. So interviewing a bunch of people, really focusing on the problem, and then coming up with a, an idea to solve the problem for them. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting because at least just being in college right now, like as soon as you get there, you kind of just realize like that you need to really have a grasp on time management and just like task prioritization. So that's interesting how your company is sort of like aiming to target that challenge. How are you guys going about distributing this product? It doesn't really seem like it's something like ChatGBT that's completely open to the public. That's some form of registration. So I'm just curious, like how you guys go about that process as well. Yeah, so right now our app isn't publicly available um, on the App Store. But we have a beta version on test flight and users can join our um, waitlist by just going to our website and joining the beta waitlist. 
But right now, our aim is just to get more customer feedback, testing out different bugs, seeing if um, people like the features that we have, and kind of just like trying to iterate it as quickly as possible to get a good solid version that we can eventually release to the public. Nice, nice. And Matty, I know you kind of already talked about like the whole sole inspiration for starting the company. You talked like a little bit broadly about what it is, but just for those who have never heard anything about Philos before, what could you kind of tell them to give them more of a grasp about what it really is? Yes, I mean, as of now, Philos is um, a time management app that uses AI to help you plan, execute, and track your tasks. So the planning part, basically what happens is um, you add all your tasks to this sort of to-do list that we have. And um, we have an AI algorithm, so a recommender system that runs and that's gonna be giving you three tasks that it thinks you should be doing to be as efficient as possible. And then for the execution part, so when you, you're actually ready to start working on a task, you can um, block apps on your phone, so you're fully focused. You can use a timer, Pomodoro method, so we also provide that. And then for the tracking part, which is something that, in my opinion, is very, very valuable. So we gather all this data by yourself, how you work, when you start working, how long you spend on tasks. And we give you like all this analytics page um, about yourself. So all this data, like all these different graphs that you that you can use to like actually learn from yourself and see what you did. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I mean, it just sounds like off the rip that there's a ton of features and plugins I know this company is a startup, so this one might be a harder question to ask, but I definitely still think it's important, especially for you guys as co-founders. What are some of your guys' short and long-term goals for the company? And just like, how are you planning on going about achieving them? What steps are you guys already taking? I mean, yeah, so I think that's a great question. So I think just from the team that we have here, it's two of us and then two of our friends from Switzerland. And I think all of us, have a strong technical background as well as a good business focus. So I think having that team is one of the biggest parts in being able to achieve our goals. And I think that that's even bigger than, than the idea that we have. So I think that's already a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of, I guess, you know, short-term goals, I think right now what we want to do is just to develop our MVP as quickly as possible, get it out there, and then just see how people react to it. And also, I think a big part of it is also getting a lot of investments and whatnot. Yeah. So right now we're talking to a lot, of, a lot of VCs here. So we're part of actually two incubators at UCSD. One is the UCSD Blackstone Launchpad program, and the other is Start R. And that's given us a really solid network to to talk to people in San Diego who are in the entrepreneurship space and, you know, setting up those contacts. So down the line, we could eventually, you know, maybe get some sort of funding from them. No, hundred percent, dude. Kind of what I got from that is just like, you guys are handling more of the IT aspects and then the other people, part of the business in Switzerland are handling more of the business side of things. Um, just curious, like, I know, um, you know, this might not be something that's like fully answered considering it's so new, but just like, are the programs which you guys are doing for the most part for marketing, or it seems like right now you guys are more in like the development phase, trying to make sure that everything's like really set in stone before you're necessarily rushing to go to market. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing about starting a startup. It's really important to talk to mentors to understand like what we should be focusing on. Because one one mistake that we did when we started like three, four months ago was that we only focused on product development, 
but then we found ourselves like not having any customers. So yeah, I mean, what we're doing right now is like a lot of customer acquisition while also building the product on the side. So yeah, it just like goes together. And even something interesting that you said, you said that like the team is kind of divided where the team in Switzerland is more like business part and we're more IT. But actually like, I think one thing when you start a startup, you have to be open to trying out different things. So like I've been working on a lot of business while also coding and contacting customers and investors and same thing with John, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it's, we have to like work on pretty much everything. To build off that, I think a big part of the startup is just wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. So I think pretty much all of us right now, even though we have like different position titles, we're all kind of doing a little bit of everything, whether that be marketing, coding, business. I think we're all reaching out to VCs right now. Um, and doing customer interviews right now. So yeah. I think it's overall just like a great experience. I've had a few people come on uh, to this podcast talking about either, you know, startups that they made or just startups that they've been a part of. And what you guys mentioned, having to wear a lot of hats, learning different aspects of the business is completely true. And it kind of is what defers from a larger company, right? Like say you're you know hired to go in there to do a specific job. They won't really care about your knowledge on a whole nother department that you really don't even interact with. So I think that definitely, that's cool to talk about because it just shows people just one of the benefits of working for a startup versus a bigger company is you get exposure to different areas of the business, uh, which is obviously important, especially kind of early on uh, learning what you want to do. So I think that was a cool point to touch on. And, you know, I know you guys already mentioned how, you know, AI isn't the biggest component of this product, but just considering your guys' knowledge around the whole thing, I think it'd be cool to talk about it a little bit just because it is just so new and like everyone seems to be really fascinated about the things that it can do, the things that it's struggling with. I'd be curious to hear your guys' opinions on just like what AI plugins developed by other people that you like, maybe some of the things that are good and bad about them. I know there's a lot of <laughs> ones out there and some people are only familiar with ChatGPT, so it'd be cool to just hear your guys' perspective on that. I mean, there are a bunch of, we, we were working on um, an email plugin for a while using ChatGPT2. It's called Flashmail. And yeah, I mean, that one was pretty useful. Like it would just respond to emails for you immediately. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy, like what ChatGPT can do, honestly. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that, I mean, I feel like there's so many plugins nowadays, um, especially with ChatGPT. People just are building so much like, vertical infrastructure like on top of that so I know that like Notion we use Notion a lot for um just like product management and just like communication with our within our team members and there's like this Notion AI plugin where it can help you pretty much just like write anything you want create templates outlines all just like whatever you basically whatever you type uh, I think that's that's a huge uh plugin for our, our system that we have it's just interesting because like the thing is automation has been around for like so long, but like now that it's turned into like highly developed automation intelligence where you can put something in uh, and then get like paragraphs and paragraphs out, mm. like everyone that just like seems to blow people's mind, which is funny just because in the sense that automation itself has been around for a while, like most people that were familiar with just automation in general probably could have seen this day coming like pretty, pretty soon. So it's funny to see how like those who are in the loop of it versus like those who just, you know, hear chat, chat GBT comes out. They're like, oh, what? Like you can type in one sentence and this thing will write a paper for you. Like 
you know, not that I'm encouraging anyone out there to do that. We don't do that (laughs) (laughs) solely on our own will we write our papers, but it's just interesting to think about that, but kind of like shifting perspectives a little bit. I'd like to hear just because it's unique being an entrepreneur in college, what that experience has been like, and perhaps like any advice you have for any other college entrepreneurs, sort of things that you've learned along the process. Yeah. I mean, it's been a lot of learning, honestly. Uh, I feel like people in general underestimate how hard it is to start a company. We started with very, very basic knowledge about it. And yeah, it's been like, it's been a lot of learning, but if I have like one advice, it'd be like, focus really on building the the right team. You know, don't just take some friends because they're your best friends, right? Take friends who are like, who have similar interests, who have a similar mindset to yours. And I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest um, advice I can give. Yeah. I mean, I think like for me, I feel like I'm so grateful that we came to such a good school like UCSD because there's like really good programs here to encourage like entrepreneurship at our school. And I think if I had like a piece of advice, it'd be like really leverage like the programs that are here because at UCSD, there are so many mentors that are like willing to help and they have so much value that they can add to your company. And these are all people that have like built companies before and have had experience like doing the exact same things as you've done. So I think that has been like monumental for where we are right now. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it just ties back into the aspect of having the right people, especially with the startup, like not just your friends, obviously, but like people that are going to be able to get the job done, people that you can see yourself working with. And hopefully they have like some sort of experience and what you're trying to launch before just going into it. Cause like, that's where a lot of startups seem to fail as well as that they may have had someone that like, carried out a startup successfully in the past, or they held some notable title and then they try to launch some startup where they really have no experience. It seems like things don't always tend to pan out the right way. But also what you talked about, just like leveraging school groups, I think is definitely like a huge point that I try to emphasize to other people. What you mentioned at UCSD, having those programs for entrepreneurs, that sounds super sick. I don't know if UCSB has one of those directly. I feel like I might've heard about it one time, but they do have like Tons of clubs that are really big there, like the Finance Connection, Marketing Association, and then we have the Sales Club. So it's like, if you want to try to meet other like-minded people, there's areas to do it. And I think school programs and clubs are the best way to go about it. So definitely like that you guys brought that up. I kind of want to touch on just like, how did you guys come together over this business? What led to everyone's involvement from the two other people that you guys mentioned? And then... I know you already touched on it, John, but specifically when looking to find people to join a startup, what aspects about them are you looking into specifically that makes you know that they're going to be a good fit for that company? I mean, that's a great question. Actually, um, so I started the company with Leo, who's my friend from back home in Switzerland. And yeah, we've been working on like creating a startup. We didn't really know where to start, what to do. Um, But, you know, we're in this together and we're ready to start something. And then I came to UCSD and I met John and just felt, it felt natural for me to, you know, get John on board just because we're very similar. We have a similar mindset and, um, and yeah, I know he's a hard worker too. And I think that's the most important thing. Uh, the most important thing I'm looking for, uh, in a partner. And then Leo met uh, this other guy when he was doing his masters and, and same thing, uh, they clicked, uh, they were very similar to in the way they, in the way they worked. And, and yeah, that's, that's how we kind of all came together. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting, honestly, because like you guys are in like two different parts of the world. So it's interesting yeah. to see how like all that came to formation, maybe like a little yeah. different than an average college entrepreneur route, because most kids probably just do it with like kids that go to their school. So I like how you guys use outside resources. Uh, I think that's pretty sick. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Definitely tricky with the time difference, too. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is like we saw working, right? And then when we go to bed, that's when they wake up and they're still working. So it's this like continuous thing just going on. We're always like working on it, basically. Yeah, that's pretty sick, honestly. That's uh, that's interesting with the time difference. And like that kind of honestly leads me into my next point that I was going to bring up and sounds a little bit ironic because what you guys are coming up with is a time management app in a sense. But obviously creating something like this of this magnitude must take a lot of time off of your guys' hands. So just for people out there that struggle with this sort of thing, what are some of the ways you guys have managed your time while building this company and, you know, obviously prioritizing your schoolwork? What kind of advice do you have for those in college looking to do something similar while also, you know, not being all over the place and being able to manage their time as best as possible as well? I mean, I think a huge part of that is like creating your own system to, to maintain productivity. So like how I usually do it right now is I've been actually like using the Philos app that we have, like the beta version and just like putting in like every task that I have and then just utilizing the app to, to improve my productivity. Um, and I guess if you're listening to this and you face that problem, you know, feel free to join our wait list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little shameless plug there, John. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's at getphilos.io. So if you want to check that out, but um, yeah, I mean, I think just maintaining a system and then having like a schedule, I think having a schedule is huge. Just like, waking up at the same time every morning, having like a certain amount of hours, maybe in the afternoon where you're like always doing like high productivity work. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it be work or like, you know, extracurriculars or club work or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, one thing I'd say is if you start something that you're passionate about, then you'll find time to kind of like manage everything and school, but also like having a good balance, still working out, uh, meditating. If you have time, you know, that's just like, it helps a lot. I like that you brought that up, Maddie, because something that I remember doing earlier on this previous quarter at UCSB with the sales club was this circadian rhythm example. So basically, it's just this practice. Everyone kind of has different ways in which they work throughout the day. People wake up at different times. People go to sleep at different times. Some people are able to complete high productivity tasks in the morning. Some people feel more alert in the afternoon. You know, you have certain ways that you feel throughout the day. And that obviously can differ, but I feel like for the most part, everyone kind of has a general sense. You have a sort of way that you try to work each day that's most efficiently, then you're setting yourself up best for success. So I think, you know, one thing that you mentioned is finding the fun things to do as well while you're doing all this, like squeezing in like little moments of things that you enjoy will in turn also like not only enhance your mental well-being, but also kind of your productivity as well. I feel like a lot of times people sit down and they like try to crank out a task so hard that yeah. they like keep going on it when they're not being productive. And that in turn, instead of like them taking a break, it leads into like less productivity as it would have been if they just would have taken like a little break, found something for themselves to do, come back and then still, you know, have that mental clarity. But I think that's interesting because I don't know, time management just like is a fun topic for me right now, just because like being in college and like doing so many different things, it's just really key to not just wake up every day and try to wing something because you're just going to be even more stressed. So 
I don't want to drag it on too long. I'd really love for you guys to tell our listeners kind of where they can get to check you guys out a bit more. Maybe if you could talk about kind of when you're planning on fully launching, you have that date, like just off the top of your head, or if it's still something in the works, where can people keep up with this whole process? Uh, I mean, get philos.io, join the waitlist. On the website, you can find our LinkedIn if you want to connect with us. And yeah, hopefully we can launch by September. So we'll really take the summer to really just grind, you know, and just yeah, have a great product. You guys said you have a live version out right now that you're trying to get feedback off of, or is that no longer public? Yeah, so right now we still have a, a waitlist going on. So if, if you want to get like exclusive access and help us make the product better, you can check out getphilos.io. There's like a small process that you have to go through, but it's not too hard. All right. Well, honestly, I really appreciate you guys coming on today. I feel like besides just you guys getting across the company and let us down kind of the rabbit hole of other things that would be helpful for people listening to the podcast, like time management, which I know is a specific feature of your guys' app and development. So really appreciate you guys coming on. Hopefully everyone else that was listening was able to pull something away from this. And uh, yeah, super stoked. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, Thank you. Man. Thanks so much, Adam. That wraps up another episode of the Strong Mind, Strong Will podcast. Thank you all for listening in. Please make sure to stay updated on Instagram at Strong Mind, Strong Will. And check out full podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, if you guys could leave a review and subscribe to the podcast, that would be very beneficial in growing the platform. And until next time, this has been the Strong Mind, Strong Will Podcast.